All right, we want to welcome everyone this uh, December the 17th. Hope I got that date right. <laughs> Lord's Day Sunday morning is pre-Christmas Eve Christmas Sunday. I know next Sunday is Christmas Eve. This will be the last service we'll have for Christmas Eve. But I'm uh, so thankful that uh, Christmas includes Jesus. Matter of fact, it's all about Jesus. Amen. I got a blessing driving to church this morning, seeing a cross on the side of the road that was decorated like a Christmas tree. And I have to admit, I don't never want to lose sight of the Lord nor of the cross during Christmas time. And I guess it could be done. But uh, we're thankful for that. Uh, just that sight gave me a blessing. Yeah. Sometimes a song, sometimes a sight, uh, sometimes even just a saying comes to your mind uh, that reminds you of that day when your sins were washed away, when that unspeakable gift came upon you. And boy, I tell you, what a wonderful thing it is to be born again saved, mm -hmm. to know you got a home in heaven. It's looking bad down here, but as bad as it looks down here, uh, it's looking better for us because it's got to get worse and worse under the coming of the Lord. Uh, we know that day's coming and uh, it's, He's not going to delay His coming. Uh, I noticed on the internet last night that Elon Musk was saying the rapture's real and the rapture's near. And I praise God. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a man I don't know he's standing with God but uh, he was putting emphasis on the fact there's a day that the Lord's going to come. And He is going to come. And you can find that real quickly in Hebrews chapter number 10. I think it's verse 17 said He won't delay. He's not going to tarry. He's not going to wait a little longer, Jesus. Let me make sure I got that verse right. We're, we want to put the truth out there if you know what I mean. I, I don't want to misquote. And I did. I think uh, Wednesday night I mentioned about what must I do to be baptized instead of being, born, being saved? But uh, it happens. Slip the tongue. It happens. Uh, our mind was right, but the words didn't come out right. But in Hebrews chapter number 10, it says, uh, verse 37. I got close. I said 17. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. And will not tarry. On the calendar of God, Jesus is going to come on the day that they have already determined that time will be no more. No more time to get in church. No more time to get saved. And if that wasn't enough, uh, you got over here in Second Peter. We'll shut up. We want to get on our Sunday school lesson. But Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come. It's coming. And I appreciate Elon Musk uh, making that statement. He's a man got a little bit of weight, got a little bit of worth. But uh, he said uh, the rapture's coming and he said it's near. We'll get Brother Donnie up here. We're going to be teaching this morning out of Psalms chapter number 8. We're going to get Brother Donnie up here to read those verses. And I appreciate him doing it. I want to thank the Lord, Brother Eddie, for being here this morning. And y'all pray for me that I can read these verses where people can, can understand how I read them. And then, of course, Brother Eddie, he'll break them down when I'm finished. with. We've got nine, nine verses this morning. And we're out of Psalms 8, verse 1. Lord, 
our Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens. Verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3. When I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? Verse 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Verse 7. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field. Verse 8. The fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. And last one, verse 9. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. That just finished out what started out. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Donnie. Uh, actually, there's quite a bit mentioned in these nine verses here. I couldn't believe it. I'd be lucky to get through the lesson this morning, I guess. Uh, Father, we thank you for the Word of God. Yes, Lord. Uh, Lord, we know in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were made by Him, without Him anything made that was made. We know, Lord, the entrance of your Word gives light. And Lord, your Word says, Psalm 68, verse 11, The Lord gave the Word, great was the company of those that published it. Lord, that's what we want to do today. We want to publish the great truths, the great treasures of your word. Thank you for Brother Donnie reading these scriptures. Help us to expound upon yes, them. Lord. In Christ's name we ask it, Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Rue, the missionary that uh, come to our church a while back, uh, he corresponded with us this week. And uh, we had, uh, uh, he showed us a lot of pictures of the work they're doing down in the Philippines. We had a good... Uh, Correspondence, of course, he's in the Philippines, and I'm here. We're we're kind of like on Facebook there. He's typing faster than I can. I'm type, typing like a chicken <laughs> eating corn. One finger, and I guess he's probably going all at least eight fingers. He's wearing me out uh, on that. But real blessing to hear from him. To hear uh, that the Lord's used him down there. They had a new building. They haven't purchased it, but they had about. Looked like about 30 people in there. Most of them were young people uh, doing a great work. We pray for Brother Rue and we thank God for him. And uh, we're we just uh, so glad, even in the Philippines, the Word of God being taught, being preached. Amen. Verse number 1 in this uh, Psalms, chapter number 8. Uh, I like where it starts out, O Lord, mm-hmm. our Lord. I'm glad I got in on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's my Lord. I mean, he was Lord before I was ever born. But I got born again April 27, 1988. Now he's my Lord. And how excellent uh, is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens. We'll be a while in verse number 1. But the Bible talks about talking about Jesus. That uh, he's highly exalted. He has a a highly exalted name in Philippians chapter 2 verse number 9. 
uh, his, his name is so exalted that the Bible says that in his name every knee will bow. I done bow my knee. Every tongue will confess. I done confessed that he's Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. But uh, here in uh, verse number 9 of Philippians chapter 2, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Now, we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ right here. And given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, I'm glad it filled in that blank right there. Uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And they should, I did. I was late, but I got in. Age of 34 years old, I got in, I bowed my knee. And uh, things in heaven, things in earth, and things on the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and He is not only Lord, but He's my Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I know a lot of, a lot of heretics uh, down here teach a lot of heresy. I corresponded with a few of them last night on the internet. Uh, just ungodly heresy. Just just really strain, worse than strain that swallow camels. I mean, just deny the very existence even of Jesus. But uh, we're talking about the King of Kings. Revelations 19, verse 16. Uh, you know, in uh, John 19, 15, uh, the Jews, well, as the chief priests and scribes, they said, we have no king... But Caesar, a lot of people are like that. They, they don't want nothing to do with this Jesus. They don't want to hear it. They don't want a gospel track. Uh, you give them one of these, they'll, they'll throw it down. Uh, one of the guys over at Bethel Baptist Church, Tracy Cook, they gave him a gospel track and he just put it in his mouth and eat it. Now Tracy got saved. But he said, I'm sorry that I had so little regard for the opportunity or the invitation to have a home in heaven, to have my sins under blood. But king of kings, there's a lot of kings down here. There's people down here that really actually think too much of themselves. They wear they wear gold nexus, Brother Eric. They got diamonds on every finger. They got Mercedes Benz. They got Rolls Royces. They got mansions. And as far as the world's concerned, they live like kings. Uh, their worth would be considered to be, you know, a king's ransom. But we're talking about the king of kings. Those kings will bow to this king. This is the king of kings. But he's also the Lord of lords. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 6 verse 13. When God couldn't swear by no greater, he swore by his own name to Abraham because he don't get no greater than God. But, uh, you know, the Lord of Lords. Uh, Lord is someone that's over something. He's Lord of it. He, he's over all. Uh, in uh, Colossians chapter 3, I hope I can find this verse. He's uh, Somebody wrote a song, Christ is all. And I, I'm going to guess that, that maybe they got that thought from this scripture here. In Colossians chapter 3, See if I can find it here. 
Christ is all. Hold on a minute. <clears throat> Well, blind Eddie, blind Bartimaeus. But he's all. All and in all. I'll find this here in a minute. It's a lighter part of a verse right here. Maybe it's in Colossians chapter 2. I thought it was in Colossians chapter 3. But maybe it is in chapter 2. Let me look over here. I didn't found it yet. But someone wrote a song, Christ is all. And he is. Seems like it's verse 37. They didn't have many verses in here. There it is. Verse 11. Colossians chapter 3. But Christ is all and in all. Not only is He all, but He's in all. In Him we live, move, have our being. He's Lord of all. And He's the reason everything exists. The Bible says, you know, in Him we live and move, have our being. That's also in Colossians. Colossians chapter number 1. I mean, the whole world exists just because of Him. In Colossians chapter 2, um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, By Him were all things created, they're in heavens, they're in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And this is real important here. And He's before all things and by Him all things consist. I mean, there wouldn't be nothing without Him. He made it all. He's Lord of all. And I'm glad He's my Lord. Amen. Amen. There's just no removing the name of Jesus. You know, the world cannot contain all the things that Jesus did while on this earth the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verse 25. John said, you know, uh, there's just no room to put all what Jesus did uh, in, in the writing. Uh, you know, we got a Bible here, 66 books. But uh, he says here in the last verse of the Gospel of John, there are also many other things which Jesus did, but which if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Uh, songs have been written about Him. Books have been written about Him. Testimonies have been given <coughs> about Jesus in this world. And uh, I was looking on the internet last night. Sometime I strolled on there a little bit. But there were several testimonies of people that had died and went to hell. And you can take it for whatever it was, but in their, their mind they went to hell one of them was an atheist and uh, he had took a gun and uh, he, he shot himself out on his chin. Somehow he lived. Sure, the picture of me pretty mangled up. But he said in hell, he said, I cried. That's what Jonah did. He said, out of the belly of hell, I cried. And uh, somehow he said, God heard me. He said, I'm going to give you one more chance. Now look, I'm not going to argue with that one way or the other. Uh, I'm glad I'm saved. Hell ain't got no dominion over me. Death ain't got no dominion over me. I'm not worried about death. I'm not worried about hell. But this man was an atheist. In Luke chapter 16, probably the clearest description of hell, the man in hell said, send someone to my five brethren that they may warn them not to come to this dreadful place. And you know, this man called upon him for its mercy. I don't know. 
Uh, according to his testimony, he had the effects of the fact a man, uh, a miracle to be alive. I mean, he had severely disfigured himself, and he's praising God every breath. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You can take that for whatever it is. But uh, you notice also in verse number one. Amen. No. Thou set thy glory above the heavens. The heaven of heavens cannot contain God. That's what Solomon said. But he's put his glory above the heavens. And uh, I think it's in uh, Psalms 40. Let me see if I can find this. Come on in here. Yeah. Psalms 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Every time you look up there, you're not only looking at the glory of God, but you're looking at His handiwork. You're looking at the results of something that He done so that we could not miss the fact that He created the heavens and they declare His glory. Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. You know, uh, the sun defies science. One thing I paid attention to in school, Brother Eric, was science. I was interested in science. And I did. I learned a lot about science. I had a desire to be a scientist. I mean, I had my own laboratory and everything. I didn't blow the house up like burning down. I didn't blow it up. But I, I was very... I was very interested in science. Very. I paid a lot of attention. I still remember all my teachers' names. Uh, <clears throat> but one thing about I learned about science, a fire has to have fuel, has to have ignition, and it has to have oxygen. And you can cut off any one of those three and a fire goes out. You cut the oxygen off with a fire extinguisher, that carbon dioxide cuts the oxygen off, fire goes out. Right. You cut the fuel off. I mean, I've got propane heat in our house right now, but you cut that valve off, Donnie does too, you cut that valve off, that fire will go out. Amen. But before that fire ever come on, you can have the fuel, and, and you know, you can have everything all set up. you got to push a button, and you got to ignite it for it to burn. Now, the sun's up there where there is no oxygen. That's right. Mm -hmm. They have to have space suits to go up in outer space because they got to have oxygen. They don't. Man don't live without oxygen. Mm -hmm. And uh, he ain't gonna make it too far without it. You cut off his breath. The Bible says uh, also in the book uh, Psalms. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it's at. It said thou cut us off their breath and they die. Mm -hmm. God have. God gave Adam the breath of life, and he started living, became a living soul. But you cut off that air. Man can't live. So when man goes into outer space, he got to take oxygen with him. Man goes down in the ocean, he got to take oxygen with him. He ain't going to make it. I don't have gills. Uh, I have to come up like a whale and breathe. Amen. But anyway, that sun's up there with no oxygen, no fuel, no spark. That sun's up there because God said, let there be light and it will sow. Mm -hmm. That sun's been up there. I don't know how old this planet is. But I'm going to say it's somewhere around 7,000 plus years. I don't know, give or take a little. God knows. Right. But I'll tell you what, the one put that light up there, best light ever. My camera works so much better right. with that light 
than it does with the lights we got in the house. I take a picture with the light in the house. It'll still take a picture, but it ain't real clear. I can go outside, Brother Mitchell, and take a picture, and that, it's perfect. My eyes see better outside in the daylight than they do with a car light at night or with a flashlight at night. But the heavens, they make a declaration that God put that up there. Uh, not only that great light, the sun, that lesser light, the moon, which is not light at all. It just reflects the great light. That's what we do. We're the lesser lights. We reflect His light down here and people see Christ in us, the hope of glory. But uh, that light uh, of the heaven, uh, that makes a declaration and the declaration is the glory of God. <clears throat> That's why Psalms 19 verse 1 says, the, the heavens declare the glory of God. It makes a declaration, a distinct declaration that man didn't have a thing to do with. Right. I know man would like to scratch his little pointy head and say there was a big bang. Big bang from what? <laughs> right. It started with what? started with nothing. God took nothing and made everything. Man makes things. I agree. Man has the ability to make electric cars, make uh, locomotives, makes, makes you know all kind of gasoline, makes bombs, makes bullets, you name it. But God took nothing and made everything. Right. And uh, there's just no way that man can have any glory except a little bit of glory that God gives man. Amen. So this verse number one, like I said, that glory, God put it above the heavens. One day, Brother Mitchell, I will enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Now some of our family already be there, sir. Yeah. Brother Donnie just went yes. to a funeral yesterday of his aunt. Uh, Sister Bessie done beat Brother Mitchell there. Right. My mom, my dad, my two daughters done beat me there. Maybe you got family done graduated this life already there. But they've already seen what no eye has ever seen. Right. They've already heard what no ear has ever heard. They've already seen the glory of God. And you know those disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration, they got to see just a little bit of His glory and they wanted to build houses. They wanted to stay there. But we can't stay there here, but we'll stay there there. So when we get there, glory to God, we'll be what God had in mind for down here. Man's been the problem since day one. Amen. Verse 2. Uh, Donnie done a good job reading this. Out of the mouth of babes. We got little Allie back there. We got Jeremiah back there. We got Carter. We got Keaton back there. The mouth of babes. Uh, Jesus made a reference to that in uh, Matthew chapter 21. And uh, how true this reference was. You know, men, uh, they want all the recognition. Uh, they want to be, uh, you know, in the spotlight. But uh, here in Matthew chapter 21, verse 15, uh, well, let's start verse 12. Then, then, and Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers. Boy, you're talking about making some people mad. That didn't take long to have a reaction. And the seats of them that sold doves. And then he said unto them, it is written, my house. I want you to notice those two words, my house. This is Jesus. 
saying this is my house boys my house shall be called the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple brother Mitchell and he healed them Amen. now this verse 15 was actually the only verse I was going to read but I felt like I need to read those others instead of just jumping on this one verse and when the chief priest these are the boys that was in charge religiously lost the chief priest and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. Why couldn't they do them? Because they couldn't take his place. They just men. When they saw the wonderful things that he did, and notice this, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna! To the son of David, they were so displeased. They wanted that directed to them. They didn't deserve it. And then Jesus told them here in verse 16, Hearest thou not what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read? You see, God gave us a Bible. The only problem is we don't read it. We don't heed it. And most of the things in life, uh, we need the Bible to help us do it. Right. There's a lot of things in life won't make no sense without a Bible. Job lost everything he had. Didn't make no sense till the end of the book of Job. God got him through it and restored him twice what he had in the beginning. But here Jesus said, Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Now he's what Donnie read this morning out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Jesus put them to silence. There wasn't nothing they could do. These children was crying out that he's Hosanna, the son of David. And buddy, they didn't like it, but there wasn't nothing they could do about it. And uh, if you notice there, verse number 17 uh, he he left. He, he shut their mouths, and then he left them there. Verse seventeen. He left them, went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Uh, most churches don't have room for Jesus in them. Uh, they're having service without him. Uh, they're just really, for lack of better words, feeding the flesh, uh, not giving place to the Word of God, not giving place to the Holy Spirit of God. He's still Lord. He's still God. When he shows up, they'll be like Adam and Eve. They'll try to find a hiding place. You can find that in Revelation chapter 6. But uh, here, uh, this is directed towards Jesus. This verse number 2 is. Verse 3, when I consider thy heavens. Have you considered what God put up there? I mean, the stars come out at night. That's all on command. Uh, let me read all the verses. They're just stopping right there. When I consider that thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, you see, God set all of this uh, in motion there. I read part of Psalms 19. I only read it verse 1. But look at verse 2. Day unto day utter speech. Every day speaks volumes. You know, the psalm that said, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, be glad therein. Every day makes a statement. That's right. There's people, Brother Mitchell, thought they'd be here today. They didn't wake up. Didn't wake up. Day 
Under day utter speech, and night under night showeth knowledge. There's a lot you can learn just in one day. Right. Verse three. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Verse four. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words unto the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. Now, when it talks about that line has gone out uh, this afternoon, because we got daylight savings time, but this afternoon uh, you'll notice you'll look outside; it ain't daylight no more. It's been turned into darkness. You'll notice this morning that it's turning into day. That line between day and night, God set that line. And He's the one who said, "Let there be light." That's how come. Uh, that, that line goes out in all the earth. Somebody right now is in darkness. Somebody right now, well, we are here in daylight. Uh, up in Alaska, it's the craziest place ever. It stays almost daylight all day long. But uh, their line has gone out through all the earth and their words. There's no uh, way to deny uh, what God said about uh, His creation. Their words to the ends of the world. In them hath he set a, a tabernacle for the sun. That sun's right where it's supposed to be. Right where God told it to be. It ain't moved a bit. That that uh, talks about here. That tabernacle for the sun. You know what tabernacle is? That's a place to abide. Right now I'm I'm dwelling in an earthly tabernacle. I've got an earthly body. I'm a heavenly being thanks to Jesus. My citizenship is heaven. I'm a saint of God thanks to Jesus. But right now, I'm dwelling in an earthly tabernacle. I'm right where God wants me to be right now. Now, I have to admit, for 34 years, I wasn't where God wanted me to be. I'm glad He was patient, long-suffering, and full of mercy and allowed me to make it to April 27, 1980. He didn't have to, but He did. He's long-suffering usward. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, not willing that any perish, but all come repentance. He allowed me opportunity. He's the same one that he gave Jezebel space to repent. Revelation chapter 2, verse 21. But he's also the same one went on to say she repented not. But uh, here, creation, uh, it speaks to everyone. Uh, there, I don't care what language you speak, the voice of creation is heard. Uh, the darkest place in the Amazon in the jungles, they worship something. Most of them have a, an idol made to the sun. Most of them have an idol. They ignorantly worship. They don't know what. And here we are. We've been enlightened. We know what we worship. You know, Paul said, uh, you know, Jesus told a woman in Samaria, uh, there in uh, John chapter 4, he said, we worship, we know what. You worship, you know not what. There in John chapter 4. Uh the creation's got its own voice. Every day it utters that voice. Uh, there's no hiding creation and there's no hiding the Creator. His majesty is manifested every day uh, in the world that we live in. Every day you can see His creation. Every day you can see His work. In uh, verse 4, what is man that thou art mindful of him? I'm glad he included me in his plans. Amen. And you imagine God creating all of this, Brother Eric, and just decided you wasn't going to get to spend a day in it. But he allowed you to be born. Allowed you to enjoy all these days you've lived and all the meals you've eaten. 
Hope you like me. Have enough sense. Thank God for them. Ask his blessings over what you eat before you eat it because the earth's got a curse upon it and the ground's got a curse upon it and everything comes forth from the ground's got a curse on it so you're to always bow your head, Lord. Thank you for this food. Bless it in Jesus' name. We give you praise for it. Uh, try to turn that curse into a blessing. I can't prove it, but I think cancer may proceed from eating cursed food from a cursed planet which could have been blessed. I don't know. That's, that's, I'm not, like I said, I want to be a scientist, but I'm not a scientist. But uh, thou hast made, what is man that thou art mindful of him? God, uh, David said, I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh on me. You know, the thoughts that God has for us. Uh, he thought about us before he was ever born, and he's been thinking about us ever since we have been born. And it says, and the son of man, that thou visitest him, there in verse number four. You know, God loved you so much that He gave His Son for you. John chapter 3, verse 16. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, verse 5 uh, mentions about uh, Thou hast made Him, talking about Jesus, a little lower than the angels and has crowned Him with glory and honor. Now this will probably take a little while on this verse right here. But turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, we want to read just a little bit out of Hebrews here. In Hebrews chapter 2, we want to read uh, 18 verses here. Get a little Bible in for you this morning. Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore we ought to give a more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just compensation of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I'm glad I got in on it. Amen. Amen. But I have to admit, I was on the other side of that thing for 34 years. Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. They all right. Which was spoken by the Lord. It was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with holy, with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. That kind of goes over your head, but we're headed somewhere in this reading here. For unto the angels hath he not put, for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come where we speak but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him which we we read that right there uh, verse number uh, 4 uh, thou hast made him now I want you to understand Jesus it will take us just a minute to get where we are going here but Jesus had to be made lower than the angels because Jesus had to die. So listen, you'll learn something here this morning. Amen. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet 
Knowing that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that's not put under him. But now we see yet not all things put under him. That's why he's king, kings, lord, lords. God exalted him. But then one thing not put under him is death. We'll see that here in a minute. But we see Jesus, that's where we really probably should have started, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. That's why Jesus had to be made lower than the angels. Angels don't die. That's right. They're eternal. Amen. Crowned with glory and honor that he, talking about Jesus, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He died for me. He died for you. Right. He took on himself our sins. It says, for it became him. We're talking again about Jesus. Who, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. I want you to know he made my salvation perfect. I didn't, he did. That's right. He perfected it so much that he got up from the grave and showed himself triumphant over the enemy of death, which we'll get here again. But he made the captain of our salvation perfect through his suffering on the cross. God saw it. He's satisfied. He accepted it. He said, you accept my son, I'll accept you on what he done, not on what I did, but on what he done. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. And I, I'm sanctified because of Him. And He's sanctified because of God the Father. And it says, For which cause He's not ashamed to call Donnie His brethren. Not ashamed to call me His brethren. None of y'all. We're children of God. Uh, by birth. I, I got born again. I got birth. I got born this world by Bobby and Dolores Wade, but I got born again April 27, 1988. Hallelujah for that. Amen. He's not ashamed to call me his. Saying, verse 12, I mean Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church, I will sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God have given me for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil. Jesus destroyed the devil at Calvary. That's why he said in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, I'm he that was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I got the keys of death and hell. He destroyed the devil at Calvary. He got up victorious. In verse 15, to deliver them, and I have been delivered, through fear of death, and I don't fear death no more because it's got no more dominion over me. I've got eternal life. Amen. Now, if you understand what that means, you can enjoy the few days that you have to live. You couldn't die if you spent every penny you had to purchase it. It'd be like pouring water on a duck's back. It just won't stick. He gave us eternal life. Uh, John chapter 10. Come back to this. Just hold your finger there. I just want to read one verse. John chapter 10. 
Jesus said, verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We're in good hands, our nails scarred hands. But he says, He destroyed the devil and delivered them who fear of death. And I used to be afraid of death. Not no more, but I used to be. And uh, were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. I was on the sentence of death. I mean, buddy, I was a dead man walking. But I've got eternal life now. Everybody don't have this knowledge, but they can. They read the Bible. He says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. I'll, I'll go a little deeper that here in just a second. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people for and that he himself have suffered being tempted he is able to secure them that are tempted. Uh, we've got a great high priest in Jesus. But look over here in verse in Hebrews chapter number 10. I just want to read one verse because Jesus had to die. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. Wherefore when he cometh into the world he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not and notice this but a body hast thou prepared me. Jesus had to die. He was put in an earthly body. He was the seed of David. He was the seed of Abraham. He had two lineages connected to him. Look at verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Verse 12. For this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, set down on the right hand of God. Verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected how long? Ever. Thank you. Forever. Amen. Them that are sanctified, and I'm one of them. Verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Verse 17. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I'm the blood. Cast as far as the east is from the west. Never remember no more against us. Now where, there, now where remission of these is, there's no more offering for sin. Uh, having therefore boldness, and we do, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He have consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh. Seven wounds. Two hands, two feet, side, brow, back. Seven wounds. That's why it's got seven eyes on that lamb there. In Revelation, I saw a lamb that looked like it had been slain having seven eyes. That's what those seven eyes are, the seven wounds of the cross. Having a high priest over the house of God, we've got all that we need in Jesus. Verse 5. He had to die. There was no other way he came to this world to fulfill the Scriptures. Matter of fact, the Gospel is that he died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according 
to the scripture. He came to fulfill the scripture. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, I believe. I know it's 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 6, Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. He's Lord of all. He's my Lord. He's your Lord if he's saved. Then he's Lord of all. Christ is all. We're complete in him. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. <coughs> we're about done here. I didn't think we'd get done, but I think we're going to make it, so I'm going to take the time to read Colossians here. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. For in him, talking about Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye, you and me, are complete in him. Your hope, you need nothing. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to walk across the fire. You don't have to take up snakes. You're complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. You don't need nothing but Him. He that has the Son has life. You got everything in Him. It was a package deal. Verse 7. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field. We'll go ahead and read verse 8 because they're kind of together. The fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passeth through the pass of the seas. If you want to know what that means, go to Isaiah chapter 11. You see, man's been the problem all along. So we're going to look here at the millennium here. Isaiah chapter 11, we'll read the first 10 verses. This shall come forth, and he did, a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Jesus was the son of David. David was the son of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of a quick understanding. And the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes like we do. <laughs> uh, neither reprove after hearing his ears like we do. You know, gospel, gospel spirit faster than COVID. Amen. But with the righteousness, but with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and reprove with equity. Uh, that's a big word for the politics of our day. Reprove with equity uh, for the meek of the earth. He shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. And I used to be one of them. And the righteousness shall be the girdle and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. I notice they're turning wolves loose. Uh, they're getting ready for the millennial reign, the, the kingdom on earth. And, and shall also dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Boy, won't that be great? See, the only problem just been man. God's got to clean the mess of man up. The cow and the bear shall feed. They're young ones. Shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like an ox. Hallelujah for that day. I sure don't want to be in the presence of a lion. <laughs> the suckling child, like little Allie back there, shall play on the hole of the asp 
and the winged child, that'd be like Carter and Keaton, shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. Now, I'm just telling you, nothing's going to hurt in the millennium. The curse is going to be gone. Man's mess going to be cleaned up. We're literally going to have heaven on earth. And it says, And they shall not hurt nor destroy, and all my holy mountain won't be no Hamas unless Hamas repents. There's room at the cross for Hamas. There's room at the cross for Hitler. There's room at the cross for for uh, what was his name? Uh, Helter Skelter. Uh, one got the what was his name? Charles Manson. There's room at the cross for Charles Manson. I mean the whosoever can come, can be forgiven, can be saved, if they will come. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now there won't be no Palestine shall be free from the river to the sea. Won't be none of that in this holy mountain. We'll somehow be able to dwell together. There'll be no killing. There'll be no beating. There'll be no abusing. There'll be no robbing. There'll be nothing but pure joy of one another to be able to enjoy. You won't have to lock your door. You won't have to worry. Old song says, And I won't have to worry anymore. Won't be no more worry. Won't be no more. Ah. You know, I left part of this out. I need to go read this. I left this out. I left this out. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 22. says, The whole creation groaneth in travail. And the reason it groans in travail is because of man. Not God. God made it all. Blessed it all. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also. I'm just telling you the problem is us. We won't do what God wants us to do. We won't go where God wants us to go. We do the contrary. Amen. Oh, I left out something else there somewhere. I'm looking for where it fit in at. I don't even see it. But I planned on reading Isaiah 55. Maybe that's somewhere else. <clears throat> we'll just stop it right there. But one day there's going to be peace. I, I know they want peace. But there's never going to be no peace till the Prince of Peace comes. Right. I'm just telling you, there's a devil down here. Boy, we're on strings. You don't think. Uh, Brother Donnie had an encounter with the devil this week. You think, you know, you're above it. But uh, I'm just telling you. Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to have you may sift his wheat. Uh, no matter how strong you are, no matter how straight you are, I, I'm telling you, there's a devil down here and he's determined to turn your world upside down. All right, we'll stop our reading right there. We've, like I said, teaching out of the book of Psalms, chapter number 8, the last verse. O Lord, our, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Whether we acknowledge it or not, it's still true. His name is excellent in all the earth. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for, Lord, entertaining our thoughts this morning and directing them in your direction. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you settle your word in the heavens, command it to a thousand generations. 
And we do well to take heed to your word. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Anybody got any comment on the lesson this morning? I'm, I've been kind of rushed up here. But uh, that's usually the way I am. Uh, more territory than a little dog can cover. But uh, anybody got anything to say? If not, we'll, we'll end the Sunday school lesson right there. Thank you, Sister Rita, for uh, setting us up. And we're trying to get the word out. Uh,